I still see it crumbling before them. We have to just keep pushing back. I mean, if we raise absolute hell at each announcement, it can get reversed. Um, and we've got to create those new systems. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Otto Gomes Crypto Show. I'm your host, Otto Gomes. Today, we have a good friend of mine, Justin Harvey, also known as Justin We Are Change, if you don't know him. He's cool. <laughs> he has been, man, I would say almost a decade going in the streets, holding up signs and protesting the tyrannical crap that is coming from the medical industry. I mean, he's, he, he was, he's a true OG. He did this before it was cool to do it in 2020. Um, and I'm super grateful to have connected with him and learn about his journey and how he had to meet or deal with people that were just so blinded by mainstream uh, comforts that uh, it was just an interesting conversation, a very interesting conversation. He has been working with a organization that is going to the streets pretty consistently to talk about the vaccine mandates and the even the repercussions of taking the vaccine, especially this new one. So. I'm super excited to connect with him. He has been just a good friend. I was able to meet him in real life at the biohacking conference in Orlando, and I was able to give him a big hug. So if you haven't done that with someone that you've met online, make sure you do that. Ladies and gentlemen, my good friend, Justin Harvey. Here is my good brother, friend, Justin Harvey. Thank you so much for joining me, brother. You are, I love connecting with you and uh, you're, you're just an inspiration. You are high energy. You are not bad high energy, but like sportive, healthy high energy, just, just vibrant and, and doing the frontline work right now and really speaking up and standing up for the people that, you know, are not willing or are not conscious of it yet. So thank you, first of all. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. That's a heck of an introduction. <laughs> yeah. And if you guys don't know Justin, he has been fighting the front lines literally out in front of buildings, in front of um, courthouses for, I'm going to say almost a decade. Is that right? Almost. Yeah. We're pushing it now. And that's, that's just inspiring. I mean, most of us, at least for me, I kind of just woke up to all of this, you know, this last couple of years. Um, so to come in and see what's happening now and see that, like the people that have been standing up for this for a long time, it's inspiring, brother. I really appreciate that. Awesome, man. That, that's, it keeps me going, knowing that, that it is inspiring people and knowing that more and more people are waking up. I mean, that's the only thing I think that has kept me going this whole time, because as we all know, this can be a pretty uh, dark fight at times when you, when you, turn over all the stones and see what's under them. Exactly. When you, when you <laughs> lift the sheets and you look at the boogeyman in the eyes, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so first off, I'm so excited that I was able to see you in person. If you guys ever get a chance to meet these leaders and honestly, just each other from online in real, in real life, please do that. Hug each other. Uh, connect. I mean, when we did that at the Biohacker Conference in Orlando, I... It, it, it just brings it to another level, you know, like, man, this guy's real. Like he's in front of me, he's talking to me and he's actually sharing exactly what he does online. And he's a real person. 
So, yeah, so I had the same feeling with you guys too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was great to meet you all. You know, I didn't even um, necessarily have plans to go to that conference, but that's just one of the perks of living in Orlando and in a state like this where we're not under so much tyranny that we can still have these events and I can, you know, pop in and run into great people like you that I have, you know, hadn't got to meet in real life yet. So that was really cool. Yeah, absolutely. So, so I'm glad you, you started talking about that because I want to kind of center this interview about what's currently happening and, you know, the fight you're fighting there in Orlando and Orange County. So I started seeing that the first video you posted was around, I think, August 23rd when, when you really started focusing on this. So tell me about what is happening in Orange County what is going on and, and how does this impact us on a national level? Yeah, I mean, so just in a nutshell, we've been really taking on the masks in schools and the um, mandatory vaccine push. You know, obviously it all evolved from the lockdown measures and the shutdown stuff. And now it's, you know, get the masks off the kids and stop this, you know, mandatory vaccine rollout. And as free as Florida is, we have counties like Orange County, the county that Miami is in, the county that Tampa is in, that the large city centers, those counties are, are more lockdown friendly and mask and vaccine pushy. So, you know, you can be in Florida and say, yeah, we're in this great state. But if you're in the heart of Orange County, it's a little bit different. You know, I can't still can't go to the school board meeting without putting on a mask. They'll throw me out and the, the police will escort me out. So... We're up against a lot here, uh, but the good thing is, is we have a lot of people fighting this fight. Um, we've got groups like the Florida Freedom Keepers, uh, Children's Health Defense, who work close with RFK Jr. You know, my group, We Are Change Orlando, and we are all taking these things head on. And uh, we've been attending school board meetings. Uh, we've been attending the mayor's county commissioner meetings and really just holding their feet to the fire and, and having a presence, whether it's speaking at the meetings, uh, protesting out front. Uh, and we've recently teamed up with the firefighters because they have been such a heavy target. And the mayor mandated all county employees to take the vaccine by a certain date, which included our first responders from the janitor in the mayor's office to our firefighters out on the front lines. This was the biggest group that stood up and said, no, we're not going to do it. And I was like, oh, my gosh, we, we, we have something here. We have to ride this wave. We have to. Uh, latch on to these this group of people, because how do you say no to 600 firefighters? And that's how many were up, up for um, a firing. Now, what's even cooler about that, just a quick side note, is some of them were vaccinated, but they were willing to not upload their vaccine information in support of the unvaccinated. So in wow. total, there were 600, probably maybe three to 400 that weren't vaccinated. But the rest were like, listen, we're not uploading our card for our brothers and sisters that are being forced to do this. It's not right. So now you have 600 firefighters and uh, the medical freedom groups and all these moms that have been fighting against vaccines for years teaming up. And we did a worldwide freedom rally. We started speaking at the mayor's meetings and getting really under his skin and the media took it. So there's lawsuits. Everything's hitting the fan for them. And we actually have a way to push back here in Orange County with this group of people. And uh, we've even teamed up with uh, some Disney workers now. We're trying to reel in um, uh, Disney employees because that's also in Orange County. For those that don't know, Walt Disney World. Um, if, if the Disney employees and the firefighters stand up, it could crumble it. And, and that's what we need is leverage, strength in numbers, united mass noncompliance. You know, I, I had forgotten about the Disney workers because that's, I mean, mm -hmm. you know, that's like a, probably the, I would say the largest part of the economy there in Orlando is, is Disney, right? I mean, they have so many areas 
and buildings and, and things that employ people. So that's interesting. Um, so how, how, how do you see this impacting us on a national level? Do you see that this being like a first, if we're, if you're able to make some shift in those two areas with the, uh, Disney employees and the firefighters, first responders, could it have, you know, a butterfly effect? I really think it can, because I've preached that about Florida is if we can get something changed in Orange County, one of the strongest, biggest, most powerful counties, it will trickle out and it can set a precedent. And that same thing can happen into other states and spread across the country. And if we can show that Florida uh, stopped it, then Texas can step in and stop it and Georgia. And then we can just, you know, build off of that. We've got to set precedents. I think that's what it comes down to. You know, if we let California and New York set precedents with what they're doing, we're in a lot of trouble and we go towards the Australia path. <laughs> but if not, we can, I think we can stop it. It's just, we've got to have enough people standing up. Um, and that means hitting them from all angles. Like I said, we do, we don't just go speak and, um, protest. You know, there's lawsuits being filed. The, um, Gainesville firefighters just won and they are not getting vaccinated because the courts have said you have to put a hold on this. Now it's not official yet. It's like a temporary thing and it's going to go to court for a final time. But it's setting the stage to crush the vaccine mandate for county employees in Gainesville. And if that happens, orange is going to fold and um, the rest of the state will back off. Wow, this is so interesting that's happening right now. Um, what's what's the major conflict, would you say, between the state level and the the county level right now? Is it just the mass? Well, I mean, it's and the, the forcing the. Yeah. Well, the, I mean, the, the county and state are like it's like, you know, Freedom versus tyranny almost, you know, obviously I, I don't trust any politician and even DeSantis as far as I can throw them, but he's doing a heck of a lot more than most. Um, and he's going up against our mayor. Now, uh, our firefighters here locally got in touch with DeSantis and our attorney general of Florida and DeSantis are actually sticking up for our firefighters. So that's really huge. So we have the support of, um, you know, Tallahassee. We have the support of, of the public and it's really stacking against the mayor. I can, I can tell you that. And for those that don't know, we got him to backtrack. He, it's no longer a fireable offense for not getting vaccinated. So, so let me go. Let's go into that because I've been watching these. <laughs> I, I've been watching these videos that you posted um, with uh, Mayor Jerry Demings, and even that interaction that you had in the elevator. So, so tell me how that. All right. Tell me how all of that started. Um, I think you went to a um, Winter Park City meeting was that was that where it started or was it that's where? actually a, a community next next to us okay. it's like a small rich community that i spoke at um to those very old school board members but mayor jerry demings is the mayor of orange county which is the bigger fish we're trying so to fry the mayor of the county okay yeah which is weird we've got a mayor of our city and our county I was here say, i was like i thought it's mayors were only cities but that's, that's very strange okay. yeah but anyway so i I started running into this guy because we're doing so much actions at this building, you know, where he is and holding his uh, Corona press briefings. So uh, one day I was there, I just happened to run into him in the elevator. I mean, it was just a beautiful moment. And uh, he's stuck on the elevator with me and I have on um, spy glasses. And oh, that's what it was. I was so yeah. I was curious. <laughs> and they're on my head. So I don't really think I'm going to capture anything but audio. So I'm just like, oh, this is wonderful. So I said, you know, Mayor, are you really going to mandate this for all your employees? This one size fits all with 13,000 deaths already reported to the you know what system. And he goes, well, absolutely. Da, 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 da. And, and, you know, I 
captured it all on the mirror in the ceiling. I saw that. I was like, did he do that on purpose? That was genius. The fact that I had no idea there was a mirror on top of the elevator. So when I get home, I I watch the footage. I'm like, oh, pull the audio. At least we'll have it. You can hear it. And you can practically see what's going on. You can see his head and his assistant and us walk off the elevator. So it worked out great. He he didn't give a good answer. Um, So that started the... I guess Political it started answer. stirring the pot. Politics answer is just, is just a non-answer. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then we started speaking at these meetings, which is what became really powerful because it wasn't just me. It wasn't just some regular guy in there, the anti-vaxxer that's like, don't do it. I had a wall full of firefighters in the back, veteran firefighters of all shapes and sizes and colors coming up there. Because for those that don't know, the reason I say that is I told the mayor he was segregating people based on medical status, and which is true. And he said, sir, there's nothing you can, not, you can tell me about segregation. I and see. I'm like, what? Where are we taking this like that? I mean, I didn't, this isn't about race. I just pointed out that it's funny that we're segregating people based on medical status. They can't help, segregation he couldn't means help separation. Himself. He couldn't help himself. I, I saw it too. I was like, I oh, know. I bet you he's about to twist this. And he did. Yeah. So, so in turn, I've got, you know, African-American firefighters who are now going up and talking about him segregating people. So he's really screwed himself every time he's opened his mouth. The media is in the back of the room filming the whole thing. It's, it's really looking bad for them. Um, so we continue to speak. And then if you saw in the last video that I've most recently done, it's uh, called Where is the Lie, Jerry? I really quit stating facts and just quoted him. And I said, you said this, this, and this, and you lied about it. And he called me a liar. So I went and edited a video of him and his lies <laughs> and reposted it all like, hello. I just want to say that's actually what triggered, not triggered me, but like it got me to go like, oh, I got to interview Justin because this compilation, this like little video that you made was just genius because you know, I've been following along and it's like, okay, yeah, you know, back and forth is great. And you, and we see a lot of those videos of people like mm-hmm. quoting them and whatnot. But when you made that little compilation, it's like four or five minutes. Amazing. I mean, that just clearly laid it out. Like, oh, this guy is like, it's either he's not conscious enough to remember or he's just straight up lying to you. Yeah. And I think you just mentioned a good point is, is that I wouldn't even have noticed him back, uh, folding and, and weaseling around. If I wasn't paying so much attention to every news clip and following this fight and being at the meetings, you know, when every time we get done speaking at the meetings, we joke because we're like, this will probably be the last meeting we speak at. You know, we, we've freedom of choice. This is how it should be. We speak our peace. But then they open their mouths and just ruin it like for themselves. And we're like, that was outlandish. And we go back, show them the clip of them lying, make it worse. And it's just like, and in just this last meeting, even there was a commissioner who said something, and I want to point this out because it's so disgusting. She had the audacity, uh, all the pressure that they're under to fire first responders going from heroes to lab rats, right? She said, can we file wrongful death suits against firefighters who are unvaccinated and go into homes and infect someone? Wow. The lawyer looked at her for the county and was like, no, um, that's not really how that works. And with the government, they have, you know, uh, qualified immunity or whatever it's called. And she goes, ah, shucks. What? See, that's, so I, I, I've seen a lot of that. And I'm like, are you really just that, you know, indoctrinated and just you think it is this way, you know, the view, the way you view the body? Or are they really just, right. oh, I'm, I'm paid too much money. I got to push this or else I'm, you know, they're not going to give me the money. I don't know. I'm just like, so many questions. <laughs> 
I don't know either. And, you know, paid or just ignorant um, and selfish or whatever it is. I mean, to to be like, darn it, I was really hoping I could file wrongful death suits against our first responders. Like, where are you at? Like, you all are about to get canceled, as they like to say, because of all of their, you know, um, tyranny going on and medical choice that they're taking away. But to say that, that video is coming next. I'm going to, it's going to zoom in on her going like this three times. So everybody can see very clear how she feels about not being able to file wrongful death suits against first responders who are already losing sleep and some of them committing suicide over the pandemic. And they, they've spent the last month and a half not sleeping because they thought their entire career was going to get thrown in the drain because they didn't take this experimental, you know what? Wow. It's just very sad what they've uh, turned to do, but they're in hot water and it's not over. Um, they rolled back the mandate as in you just get a written reprimand is what they're saying, which could lead to firing. So yeah. they're walking it back. But we're just going to stomp our foot on their neck and push it all the way back because it's not it's like a trick. They're still going to treat them as second class citizens, testing every day, uh, lunch in a different room, whatever the heck they're doing. If they're literally isolating them like they're, you know, they should wear a yellow star or something. And that right there, brother, I I think it's always been the plan, right? To create as much division, right? It's just another, I, I call it an, just another uh, layer of division, right? Another layer yeah. to to justify division, right? It's just another another way to do it. Um, exactly. Now, you, you, you said something in a video. You said public pressure can change almost anything. Do you, do you still believe that with what you're doing and the changes you're making? Yes. And even with... Even the smallest group can do it. I mean, we've been doing this. Myself, a retired chiropractor, an airline pilot, and like five firefighters are showing up to these meetings. So that's it. Like six to eight of us. And when we rally outside, yeah, we may have a couple hundred for the big worldwide rally day. But And that's good for media attention. But you can, if you have the right message, the right signage, the right approach, you can get a lot done with a small group of people. I mean, because they're first responders, they have to listen. Mm. Um, they even got in Governor DeSantis's ear and DeSantis's team invited them in for a talk and he has their back, like I was saying. So I know I knew as soon as the firefighters got involved that we've got something, an opportunity we can't pass up here. Um, you know, 10 regular people on the streets, they just write them off as anti-vaxxers or whatever, you know. There's a, like a cognitive dissonance when you see somebody that you've always admired and you see in uniform and it's like, Oh, this person's legit. Like they, they save lives and all this. And then, you, <laughs> and then you see the, you know, the, to conflict against the narrative that creates some interesting perspective for anybody yep. that is not awake yet, but go ahead. And, and watching them try to try to demonize them is pretty funny. Like they've tried to say uh, a select group of the orange County firefighters have gone rogue and are working with anti-vaxxers and conspiracy theory or whatever. It, it's not working. And, and what's also funny is people going to yell out the window at us and, and curse at us when we have our signs. And it's like, that was a mom in a stroller next to firefighters, like chiefs of the, of, of the squad. Like, do you know who you're yelling at? Like, more and more regular people are coming out in this fight. I've noticed a lot lately. Your average person that wasn't in this, that didn't have a vaccine injured child. They didn't have a mandate up against them. But now regular people are like, oh, my gosh, I have to like come out and stand up. You know, people wearing two masks that maybe voted for Biden, but they work for, I don't know, Disney or Publix. And they're like, I still think the mandate is wrong. They're forcing you to do it. And now they've taken it too far. 
So I'm seeing a lot of that. And just last night at a rally we did, I noticed more support. You know, groups of people walking by going downtown were like, yes, freedom of choice. And it's just very hard to argue with freedom of choice. You know, if we're it talking is. about the HPV <laughs> shot or vaccines cause the A word, if you're doing that, yes, more controversy, more indoctrination. But it's very hard for someone to be like, oh, you want to choose what goes in your body? You're, you're crazy. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's, it's very conflicting. And I have to agree with you. I've noticed <clears throat> in, in the beginning of 2020, when all this started, I lost a lot of friends. <laughs> I lost yep. a lot of friends really quick just because most of them just didn't know how to approach the subject and approach me because I was so outspoken and just wanting to, I didn't care anymore. But recently in the last five, six months, I've noticed them circling back <laughs> and coming back and be yep. like, Hey, uh, what's up with this whole mandate thing? Like I can't travel. I want to go to this cruise, but they're forcing me to show papers. Like yep. it's starting to bring the question up. And that to me is just beautiful. It's almost like, I almost want to say, I'm like thankful for these guys like mayor, you know, mayor, uh, what's his name? Mayor, uh, Jerry Demings, because he's, oh, so, I am too. he's so chaotic with his delivery and, and conflicting and, and, you know, just, uh, contradictory. That yep. it's, it's too hard not to go, what, wait, what's going on here? You know? Yep. And I keep saying, you know, every time they open their mouth, they give us new material. I look at the firefighters and I was like, we weren't even planning on coming back to the next meeting, but now we can, and it's going to be great. Uh, so we just keep at it. I mean, like I said, this is, it usually backfires. I mean, I look at all of these operations and yes, we lose freedoms and yes, they take over and, and, and complete some of these deceptions, but the, the chunk of people that wake up each time from a 9-11 or a whatever false flag happens, a lot of people get kickstarted out of that. And it's like, you, you didn't win the war. And in the battle, we just gained the numbers for the next battle. So I don't know. I think we can always look at it like at the glass half full, even when we're in the middle of this, you know, these dark winters, as they call them. <laughs> <laughs> it is. That, that I, that's a quote, right, from Biden. <laughs> Oh yeah, they Dark use that. Winter. They use I that know. All the time. Um, but to play a little bit of a devil's advocate here, um, yeah, I've I've interviewed a few people about this, and I've asked this question: like, how do you see us moving forward? Do you see us creating our own systems? So I have to ask: feels as though the systems that we are have been born into, these centralized systems, were made to be chaotic. Were made to be conflicting. It feels as though that. The more chaos of information, the easier it is to get what you for them to get what they want. That's what it feels like. It just feels like like you know, like, are we just wasting our time with this? Are we is this is this fight futile, or should mm -hmm. we, should we separate ourselves and just create our own systems? So, what's your thoughts on that? You know, and I stay kind of torn between that. And I have plenty of friends who've been in this fight for a while that have stepped away from the things that I do because they're already creating those other systems. And uh, I don't know, sometimes I feel like I have sort of a calling to be doing specifically certain things. And I just feel still pulled to um, kind of organize and inform people. But no, I think that is, I think that's part of it. I mean, wh who's to say that, that the, the, the real secret is just like unlocking something inside like here and we're just out fighting a hundred million battles until we die. 
and we were supposed to be doing something in here the whole time. Like, I, trust me, I think about those things. That's a very but good then point, some, yeah. But then I wake up and I'm like, well, 90 whatever percent of the time, we are in this matrix with these people in these situations, working these jobs. Like I could, I could work on, I guess, this all day and be in, a, be in a corner, but then I still have to go out into the real world and operate with, you know, I see Australia's tyranny. I see what Joe Biden is doing. It's just... So what do you do? It's almost, uh, do you not fight? You know, do you sort of do both? It's a, it's a, that's, that's the that hardest actually, question, I think. That was a great answer. Um, you know, I've, uh, my, in my understanding of this reality and just, you know, what the universal truths are, um, I've learned that do what feels right for you. Always, 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 mm -hmm. always do what feels right for you. Because I truly believe in if you if you lean in to the things that feel right, not that feel familiar, and that's very uh, that's you know that's gonna that takes work to understand the difference to know the difference between what feels right. familiar and what feels good and right, because um, <clears throat> one can be destructive. Familiarity can be destructive. So um, when we lean into that, when you lean into the things that feel right in what you do in your everyday life that bring joy and bring happiness and bring love. We're, we're naturally going to fall into the areas of this reality that are going to shift and make the difference. So like, for example, you, I admire you so much because I could never do what you're doing. Standing, going out every single day, not every single day. I'm not, I'm not sure how, how many times a week you go, but yeah, not that much. You go a lot. You go way more. I've been one, I've been one, maybe twice I've been out there, but you go so often and you're doing this frontline work and you're standing up and you're going to speak in the, in the courts you you feel the power for that. You feel the energy and the power and the drive to do that. I don't. I feel the energy and the power and the drive to do this, to go online and to speak out and to get you right. guys, and to get other people that are doing other things, you know, in front of the viewer so that they can see that it's happening. And maybe there's somebody out there that vibrates with you, that resonates with you, and be like, "I'm going to do the same thing." Or they or they watch me and right. they go, "I'm going to do what Otto's doing." You know, whatever it exactly. is. Exactly. I, I think that's. I think that's. Uh, um, the perspective that I, that I love because it's like, oh, we're just, you know, there, should I, should I be, should I be fighting for this? Should I not? It doesn't matter, man. Everybody's doing something in this reality that is shifting That's, towards love. That is so true. And I think that goes back to something I've said, you brought it full circle. Something I've said is uh, everybody has a role in this reality. And I truly think that we're born, we may have planned out like, Hey, this is the kind of the role I want. Maybe we chose that before we were born. And that role is, you know, maybe I'm over here yelling on the streets, telling people, hey, go create the new systems. Meanwhile, someone is creating them. And, you know, the universal coincidence is me and that person is going to meet somewhere down the middle. Oh, you know what I mean? You just hit the nail on the head with that one. And then it's like, oh, my gosh, we were both doing this. Like I was pushing everybody towards your thing. You were creating it. And now we're here. So like and I have full I have full confidence in the creator and the universe, whatever you believe in that, like everything's happening the way it should and everybody is right where we need to be. It may get worse before it gets better, but as long as you remind yourself that everything's happening the way it should. And what I mean by that is like, you know, all the challenges are lessons, everything else, you know, your blessings and your lessons, just accept them all and know that we're working towards something and it's happening for a reason. Blessings. That's what I like to call blessings. <laughs> yeah. Blessings. That's good. I like that. Cause you know, yeah, you're right, man. It's, it's, uh, you know, once we are able to, in my opinion, um, navigate through the darkness and it, like you just said, it, it gets worse before it gets better through healing, at least in my journey, 
through healing, the healing journey, I had to allow myself to go into that, that darkness because it was the only way that I was going to know the difference. I lived my whole life. I, I wasn't um, raised with, with too much trauma, at least in my, my perspective, like bad trauma to where I needed to like snap out of it. It ha- happened just recently in the last couple of years. So for me, it was really just becoming aware of that and becoming aware of it every day to then go, okay, is this being constructive now or is it being destructive? And then make yeah. a choice to shift. And I have a similar story where, you know, I didn't have a traumatic thing with my health or, or anything that like woke me up. I just sort of stumbled across documentaries, you know, at, at one day. Was that kind of what happened to, with you? Yeah. Is that your story? It was, uh, it was uh, um, Zeitgeist and Loose Change. That oh my gosh. So yeah, we, we essentially have like the same sort of like story. Like I fell into like 9-11, Monsanto, New World Order, you know, JFK, all these things. It was just like, wait a minute. Yeah. Some of these are true. They might all be, if, if, if this is, I have to re-question everything now. And it was like, <laughs> crap, I have a lot of homework to do. That's why I remember the day I called <laughs> my parents and I'm like, um, so I think I'm going to just drop every belief and search for the universal truths. I love you guys. And they're like, oh no, he joined a cult. It's over. <laughs> yeah. It's like, no, I'm trying to disconnect from all this cult. <laughs> you know, it's funny when people do say that about it being a cult, because I joke now, I say, because it's been a little while that I've done this. And, you know, if I say, well, if me being a conspiracy theorist and being a crazy person and joining this cult is so bad, I stopped watching TV. I changed my diet for the better and it's never, I've never been better, never felt better. Um, I got rid of toxic ways, lifestyle thinking people like, I don't believe the media. Um, I mean, is this, is that such a bad recipe of things? I mean, honestly, I think the perspective is like, it's a cult because it's not the matrix. So, so that's, that's really what it is, man. You know, and, and if, if, if thinking for myself, being sovereign and loving myself to loving myself enough to, feed myself right and take care of myself on a daily basis. That's a cult. I guess I'm in a cult. (laughs) Yeah. Guess I'm in a cult. I'm in a cult to make people think for themselves. Come join it. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Oh man. Yeah. The, 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 this whole situation is just interesting. Um, so we can, we can kind of wrap it up here with this last question. Um, yeah. What, what do you, what do you, how do you foresee things moving forward? I know we talked about like, you know, you're going to be still fighting there and there's other people that are doing the creation of the new earth. How do we, how do you see things practically moving forward? I still see it crumbling before them. We have to just keep pushing back. I mean, if we raise absolute hell at each announcement, it can get reversed. Mm. Um, and we've got to create those new systems, you know? Oh, just quickly, uh, speaking of new systems, a great thing to talk about is Derek Bros. He's a great guy you need to have on. He is on tour right now doing the whole country, stopping in uh, different cities. He'll be in Orlando, October 27th. But it is called the activation tour. And he is talking about opting out of the system, creating, you know, uh, uh, networks that are sort of um, like, let's say the lights go out, the internet goes off. These are the people you connect with. You know, he's got something called freedom cells. I mean, he's written books about how to opt out of the control system. Really great guy. He inspired me to do what I do today. But um, check out his tour. Um, I guess me or you will post a link of it somewhere because if there's a stop in a city near you, you need to go because that is like, that is the next step. If, if everything hits the fan, we need to be working on these things. Um, and it's also just a great, better system community to build. I mean, you can use these people as your um, contacts to do business with, you know, maybe uh, alternative currency systems, all types of different things like that. So I think that's the direction we need to go. 
yeah, I definitely want to connect with him because <clears throat> that's sort of what I've been trying to do with my course and uh, in crypto and just oh, great. teach people how to disconnect from their systems and, and, you know, become sovereign with your finances. And I mean, there's so many things that you can do in crypto now. It's, it's kind of gone into every single industry, every vertical mm -hmm. you can think of. The crypto space has infiltrated <laughs> or right. disrupted, um, which actually reminded me, you said about the internet, there's actually a company called Helium and they created a completely separated network, uh, internet network that's completely separated from every centralized system. And it's like, you know, the, the, we call it Wi-Fi, we call it Nemo. It's a whole different type of um, signal thing. What? <laughs> I don't even know how to explain it because I just found out about it. That's kind of crazy. No, I kind of get what you're saying. See, a I decentralized mean, big, internet. So the, the big question, if they wanted to turn it off, could they? No. And that's the interesting no. thing. No. So I learned this uh, through my journey in crypto. The internet it's like more than 95% of the internet is actually uh, cables. They're like- Yeah, underwater cables. sea cables. Yeah. Yep. And that's essentially what connects us all to each other around the world. It's yep. a very small percentage that's actually like, you know, the satellites or things that are floating around. Right. Um, so what they've done is they've utilized that, that system. And, and, I'll, and here's the other layer. We only experience about five to 10% of the internet. Actually, it's less like 5% of the internet is what we experience. So Google, Instagram, like Zoom, all the things that the mainstream tools that we use, it's a very small part of what actually makes up all those uh, um, cable highways. So what's the rest? So the rest, every device has an IP address, right? Your phone, your right. computer, everything has yep. it's like a thumbprint. It's very unique yep. to you. And it's, and it's very specific to your location too. So whenever you connect your device to that highway, you become a point of transaction. You become a point of information. So there's nobody controlling that. When you, when you connect to the internet, uh, you can actually, you can technically connect to my computer directly from your computer. You don't have to go to Instagram or to any of those platforms to be able to connect with each other. We just do it because they've, they've built oh, those. Oh, they've created like the one. It's like they built one road and that's the road we're on. And we could just go on any of the other roads kind of we've thing. Been, we, you've been able to do that wow. forever. But, you know, it's you have to be a hacker or like know what to do. Yeah. Coding. So crypto has facilitated that. That's what crypto is utilizing. It's, it's, it's using that 95% of the internet that they can't control, which is just the peer-to-peer -peer networking. And so that's what this Helium company did. They're, they're utilizing that highway and creating these nodes, which is like little computers that then emit a signal. And um, I, the type of signal too is really interesting. It's not like, a, it's not a bad signal, or at least I know they're trying to make it like a healthier signal to, for Wi-Fi. Uh, but you gotta, you gotta transition somehow, right? You gotta, you gotta get into the game somehow. So that's how they're playing the game. They're, they're hey, we're gonna create these nodes around the US and around big cities. And, and if there's enough of them, then you can, you can connect to it. But it's a completely separate, a whole separate system from like Comcast or Cox or any of those big, you know, um, uh, internet providing companies. Wow. I cool. hope whoever the guy who started that thing has a security team. <laughs> yeah, Seriously, man, because yeah. that's like, that's next level. And you did a really good job of explaining that. Like that was, I'm not, no, I'm not a geek on internet, on like tech and like that, that, that laid it out for me pretty good. Well, if you guys want to hear more, make sure you take my course. <laughs> <laughs> That was, that was my good. plug. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I've, I've tried, you know, I've been in a, a decade in the industry. So I've, I've tried to over the years um, 
create the analogies and create the ways to explain it. Uh, I think it was Einstein that said, if you can't simply explain it, you don't know it well enough. So make sure you can. Yeah. That's what Del Bigtree is so good at is taking the science and explaining it to the average person. It's beautiful. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Um, Well, thank you so much, Justin. This was a beautiful connection. I'm, I'm, I'm fighting for creating that new world. You're fighting there to shift and change the old world. And Together, mm-hmm. we can make a difference. I really believe we can make this. Uh, we can, we're working towards creating this new reality together in different yes. ways. Yes. I love that. I love that. Yes. Let's call it a new earth, not a new world, because new, new world new is right. too, <laughs> too close to new world. Someone will throw order in there and they'll say we're shifting. Actually, I've been actually trying <laughs> to shift. I've been trying to say remembering the true earth. Mm. Mm. I like that. That you sounds like good. That, right? Yeah. Like, like its original form before exactly. it was tainted. well yeah man thank you thank you for having me i appreciate it yeah and i was gonna say if you want to leave one last word i'd like to leave uh the last word for the interviewee if you want to plug something or you know leave a piece of advice um yeah just never underestimate the power of planting a seed and what you or just a small group of people can accomplish out there um you know i think i think that's what we need to remember and uh you can find me on Instagram at Justin underscore we are change. And you can find me on YouTube and Facebook at we are change Orlando. Um, and my telegram link is in my Instagram bio. Awesome. Please send me those and I'll definitely include them. And you guys, if you're in Orlando, definitely look up Justin, get out there. You know, maybe it isn't for you. Maybe it is either way you can support. There's way, there's a way to support, whether it's sharing the story or going there a lot, you know, in person and actually standing and holding the signs. I appreciate it. All right, man. I'll see you soon. See you soon. Bye. Wow. What a story about what's going on in Orange County, Florida. There there are some serious things happening in Orlando right now. And Justin, I want to say, is leading the charge. That whole interaction that he mentioned with Mayor Jerry Dennings about the scrutiny with the first responders and forcing a mandate to get the, you know what, um, you know, there's two choices with that. You can either fall to the fear and say, well, I don't, I don't want to lose my job and I want to be able to still support my family. And that's a path you can take. The other path is it's not even about the actual vaccine itself, right? When you really pull back, it's more about the choice being able to be, uh, to be free to choose. How many, how many people remember when you were younger, at least this is true for me, whenever I say I would want something and somebody told me, no, you can't have that, I wanted it even more. Or even the opposite. I'm not even thinking about the thing, but because the person is thinking about it, they say, hey, don't touch that. And you go, what? You're telling me I can't do something? Or the opposite, do this, but I don't want to do it. So I want to say and leave this with you that mandates are the problem. Mandates, forcing. You can have a difference of opinion. That's okay. As a matter of fact, it's welcomed. But as soon as you start to force, as soon as you start to mandate, which by the way is a fictitious word that was created and indoctrinated to mean something differently, in my opinion, that's when you lose true freedom, true sovereignty. As soon as you allow the power to keep flowing upwards towards these up, upward uh, government bodies, these, these uh, local uh, federal level, 
the less power is going to come to your sovereign individual human body. You're giving that power out instead of bringing it back in. So if you want to learn more about sovereignty, and I, and I believe that um, the path forward to true healing requires resources. It requires time. So crypto, crypto is really giving us the opportunity to, to tap back into that internal um, meter of what brings us joy, what brings us happiness in real life. Truly, truly is bringing us happiness. And it's not just this like tool or money or whatever it is. So if you want to learn more about that, make sure you check out my website, autogomes.live. I am going to be, uh, I'm probably in the process of doing it right now because I recorded this a few weeks before the launch, but I'm, I'm launching a new product called Unbank Yourself. And if you want to learn the right steps to take your money away from the centralized SWIFT system and put it into just a stable coin in the blockchain system, properly diversified, obviously, to mitigate risk, that there is a way. There is a way. And I'm going to be teaching that way, hand-holding everyone for four weeks to go through the process together, as well as having an opportunity to get connected with like-minded individuals in a in a community that's you know focused on crypto. Uh, and my goal here is to really bring us enough power and confidence and abundance that we can start to really shift the direction and the trajectory of this reality. Uh, so one last piece of thing I want to leave you guys with, make sure you tap back into your heart, your childlike self, that playful self inside of you, because that's really the only way to step into a state of abundance. If you bring in this toxic divisive capitalism that is you need to lose for me to win, then there's no community. There's no, there's no flow because you're, 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 you're tightening up. You're creating tension and creating stagnation. I call it like pinching the hose instead of allowing the, the hose to flow water through it freely. So if you want to tap into that abundance, remember this always. And I mean, always gamify your abundance. Love you guys. Have a good one.